Heyo, episode eight. What's up, Marcus? How you doing? Yeah, man. What's up, my boy? What's up, my guy? This episode is really good, man. Um, we talked about three major topics. Uh, we talked about, you know, confidence in relationships, uh, confidence in bullying, uh, or at least, you know, the way to persevere through that. Yeah. And then uh, we talked about motivation versus habit and why you want to be a more habitually motivated person than a motivational or <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you, you want your actions uh, to come out of habit rather than out of out of you know kicking yourself in the butt every day in the morning. Yeah. 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 And I'd also like to uh, thank our sponsor Bearded Goat. I've been working with them since before this podcast even started and I really like their brand. I really like what they stand for. Uh, all of their apparel is made in the USA. Super comfy, super awesome stuff. They just dropped their fall and winter lines. So Ooh. cop some. Uh, use the code NICOL15 to get 15 off. And orders of $85 or more is free shipping. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with it, man, honestly. Sounds good. All right, all right. hey, guys, give it a listen. Yep. Why are you hating, my boy? Marcus, how you been, buddy? It feels like it's been a while since we've caught up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you could say that again, man. It has been a minute. Uh, I've been real good. I've been really good, and then also really, really bad, and then really, really stressed. It's been, it's been a journey, and just like three days out of this week, man. So what happened? I mean, tell us, tell us the week. Okay, okay. Uh, well, it starts off. Uh, I'll I'll put it on Sunday. It starts off on Sunday. Um. I had done a really, really bad job. I procrastinated on one of the biggest things I've been working on in my life, and that's this uh, business plan proposal that we've been planning on giving to SGA for, been, for the billboard business. Yeah, yeah, you've been talking about that for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Like and, the past um, couple weeks, probably? Yeah, yeah. I've been talking about it here on the podcast a lot. Um, it's been it's been a solid six months of work that we put into uh, designing this business, um, most of which we did over the summer, but... But what we what we did not do, uh, we didn't. <laughs> this this might sound really stupid, but we really didn't think too much about how we were going to present this thing to SGA until literally <laughs> Sunday night. I'm not kidding. That's not a that's not a good <laughs> plan. Well, well, okay. So here's our here's what our uh, mentality was. You know, we've already made the deal. We already signed our portion of the contract. Uh, we both agreed on the contract. This wasn't a presentation. We're not making a pitch of any kind. We're not like asking them to buy into something or asking them to give us money. It's just like kind of a report. So like my my whole like vibe was, hey, we'll email this thing to them. Uh, their meetings are on Tuesday, so I figured, hey, we'll email this out to all of them. They can mull it over. If they got any questions, we just show up, give a brief synopsis of it, and then uh, my president's like, no, no, you know, we really need to, you know, to to build that good rapport with this organization that we're going to be, you know, partnering with for this business. Uh, student government we've got to as the entrepreneurship entrepreneurship club we've got to you know put on good 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 face you know dress up nice give a presentation powerpoint make everything crisp and nice you know and plus there are a lot of new senators and uh office members in sga that have no idea what the heck this whole thing is so so what are what are the roles of the officers in the sgas and can you explain those to sort of in depth so they can understand uh, well, first things first, SGA is a student government association. That's uh, They're the, the student organization that manages all student activity on the campus. Um, you know, the, the Wright State's campus, the, the college that I go to. Uh, colleges 
in general, there are a relationship between students and professors. You know, we pay the money, the professors get the money and teach us. Administration, things like that, technically only exist to be paper pushers of sorts and make sure that other things, other uh, business that universities can manage, you know, mull over and take over nicely. Um, SGA specifically manages all that student um, interaction. So that's uh, University Activities Board, which is just like every student activity. Like if we have a speaker or a concert or a comedian come on campus, whatever, they manage that. It's all the clubs, all the orgs, um, like mine, Entrepreneurship Club. They set up just about everything. They run student legal services. They run and help fund um, a number of the recreational services that we have on our campus. So this, this is like a huge deal. Um, they make ridiculous bank every year too. Like, like every every um, every student uh, government association on every campus, in terms of how much money students bring into the school, they they bring in a large chunk of it. They bring in bank absolutely. So. Um, so yeah, yeah, the nature of this relationship um, is is really uh, we the club, our president essentially signed a deal with the the president of SGA, um, the other senators and other office members, a lot of whom I don't I don't even understand a lot of the inner workings. I just know that each like class of students, you have your commuters, you have your residents, you have your folks who are in each business or each type of college. So this is a business college, the College of Liberal Arts, colleges. Uh, math and micro, what, what all the different colleges, they each have their own senator uh, that everybody votes for. So, for example, I elected our senator for a bi the business school, and since I'm also a commuter student, I also elected our senator for commuter students. Um, and then there's a bunch of offices and committees and uh, ridiculous stuff that I I don't know <laughs> anything about. I wish I could I wish I could help folks out, but um, yeah, in general. Uh, we were just there, you know, to, to just give the give the, this presentation, <coughs> and it for some reason it just got made extremely stressful uh, when we were literally about two hours away from giving this presentation. Uh, I, I go into depth about that, but what I'd really prefer to go into depth to is the freaking angst that I went into the next day. Okay. All right. Um. So we did the presentation Tuesday night. Uh, like I said, there were issues, but the presentation itself went off without a hitch. I was a little nervous, but uh, once we got to the Q and A, I really took off. I love conversating with people, and it's more—it's more of a conversation. The next freaking day, man, I thought the whole—the whole plan, all the six months of work that we put into everything, I—it was all in danger of falling to pieces. Oh wow! It was Absolutely, that. like like everything was in danger of falling to pieces. Uh, and it was, it all happened in the span of like 13 hours after we gave that presentation. So basically by like midday, the next day of school, I'm, I'm about to pull my hair out, like freaking out about what's happening. I talked to Cameron about it. Uh, we went out to Chick-fil-A yesterday, Cameron Kaufman, uh, our first guest that we had on the podcast and he helped me, you know, vent and sort my thoughts about all of this. But I was... I was just so stressed, man. Oh, um, I mean, I bet it. That's like your baby, dude. You've been working on this forever. Nico, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was about to lose it. Absolutely. We, uh, I, I don't want to go into too many details, but essentially, it was a, a commitment issue. We just wanted to make sure that we understood with the shape that our organization uh, is in going forward that we had. 
uh, the proper kind of assurances, so to say, from student government that things were going to go go forward smoothly. Um, and from some things that had happened fairly recently surrounding that whole presentation and everything like that, we no longer were sure about that. But as I as I understand it now, things are all fine. We made sure that we were you know clear and heard, and uh, they kind of they kind of reciprocated a bit. Um, so so things are going forward nicely. But oh my god, it, like I said, in the span of thirteen hours. I went to bed thinking, yeah, man, we just knocked that out of the park. Yeah. And I wake up to like a string of text messages in our group chat about just, just pardon my language, but just like shit. And I'm just like, damn. And then by the time I, I, t- I turn, turn off my ringer when I'm in class, I get out of my last class at 11, 11.05. And I check back in on that group chat and I'm like, What? Sat down with our president around uh, 1.45. I'm, I'm like, What? I've tried to. I uh oh god I don't even want to get into the details because I will I can rehash this whole thing for hours <laughs> man, um but but it was stressful but everything's fine now. That's good. Yeah, that that's that's the most major thing that's been going on <clears throat> in my life lately. Okay. Yeah. What about you, man? What's what's been going on with your life? Dude, I was sick, super sick Sunday and Monday. I was like, I slept for thirteen hours or fifteen Ooh. hours. Sorry. Oof. Yeah, I slept from, I think it was. I don't fucking remember. Some odd amount of time on Sunday night, up until like 3.50 on Monday. Mm. I woke up, showered, hung out for a bit, went right back to bed, dude. <laughs> I was so sick. Oh. And then Tuesday, really yeah, Tuesday I just sort of worked mm-hmm. and hung out, didn't do much. Same with Wednesday. And then today I signed for my apartment, and I have my apartment now. What? So. You got your own place, boy. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. (laughs) It's a small little place. I mean, there's nothing too crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I moved some furniture of mine into it. So it's pretty cool. I mean, we got a new little uh, room for recording now, so hopefully that goes well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to move all that shit on Sunday probably. So. I'm going to move all that shit whenever the fuck. You know, yeah, you know, know. One of these days. I just went shopping for the apartment, so. Mm-hmm. That was really my week, other than being sick. The other big thing was the apartment. That's, so. a, that's a huge deal, though. This is your first time moving out, man. Yeah, that's true. I'm super nervous, but I'm also super excited, so. Okay. Well, why nervous? Because it's the unknown, you know. It's something new. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone, but that's mm-hmm. all right. I mean. If you can't grow without being uncomfortable, you know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I think the funny thing is I won't even be able to stay the night at my apartment until <laughs> Sunday because we're going to Bowling Green. Yeah, we're going to Bowling Green this weekend. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going Buys to Bowling Buys an apartment, Green. moves in all this stuff. Okay. I'll see you on Sunday. I'll be back in like three <laughs> days, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, man. So mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? I uh I don't know. Uh, I think we should talk about confidence. All right, I'm down. We've uh, we've touched on the subject a couple of times throughout the past couple episodes, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it sh- it would be good to have its own little section in today's talk. I think that's a good idea. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, I guess we should talk uh at least hint at the sort of the inception of this. Uh, we were just having a conversation about this guy that we know in our lives, um, and uh. His uh his woman, she she got a little had a little something going on where uh <laughs> where essentially this guy was was feeling a little jealous. Um, so I uh I don't know I kind of just suggested like hey you know typically 
if you ever have reason to feel jealous if you're a guy uh if you have any reason to feel jealous of of the woman that you have in your life it tends to be because some other guy as i put it is is in the driver's seat so to speak you know some guy is is in charge in some aspect and your girl really likes that you know uh, either it's something that he's like particularly competent at or or maybe it's just uh just an attitude that he walks with that, that perhaps at least in that area you don't um i i think i think that that that's an area where if you boost your confidence and uh you you kind of put forth that sort of uh that that sort of like positive masculine energy of 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 like i got this you know uh stability so to speak um i think i think you you could alleviate a lot of problems you see in your life well i'd like to uh sort of look at it from a different angle Mm -hmm. rather it being the other person Mm -hmm. i think the reason why uh the guy may or may not be jealous is because of an insecurity of himself Mm -hmm. you know maybe he sees something that his girlfriend might not you know and it 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 reminds him of something he doesn't have like confidence wise if he's Mm -hmm. say he's not the guy's really tall or something and he's pretty short and maybe he's a little insecure about his height or Mm. maybe he just he doesn't have the confidence to speak and that's why he's insecure about it you know i think it's more insecurity uh rather than the other person because i mean if you're a confident man you shouldn't really be jealous of anybody because you shouldn't be insecure about anything or you should and you should trust your girlfriend enough to like say hang out with people or you know, just have those interactions mm-hmm. with males. I know it's it kind of got a little off of the original point, Mm-mm. but well, well, not not exactly. Um, you're talking about um, you're talking about security, um, and in terms of you know how how things are going or how things go in relationships, I think uh, I think that's a big thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like. This, this relationship ain't gonna be going nowhere, you know, if you aren't securing yourself. Yeah. Uh, it goes for the same thing goes for the other partner. So I mean, I, I definitely get that, and and I, I guess you're right. I should have, I should have thought more about um. Uh. Sorry. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I just think that you can be you can be confident in yourself. In a, in a number of areas, but it, it's like you said, it's that insecurity in a specific area. You know, that, that guy has something I'm lacking, and that's probably why he's got her attention. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's as simple as it gets with relationship-wise, if you're, like, jealous of someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to look at it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So what is confidence? Let, let's think about that. Let's Let's, let's kind of define it, you know? What, what does it mean to be a confident person? The ability to be comfortable in your own skin, I believe. The ability to uh, take what you have about yourself and uh, project it with positive energy on people, I believe. That's, mm. that's, I believe that's a very good uh, definition of confidence. Uh, okay, okay. I would say uh, <clears throat> confidence is when you know what you know and you know what you don't know and you're comfortable navigating the world. With All right, that. I like that. That's a, that's a good definition. I All like right. that. Cause like, the confident person can say, "I don't know," 
and be perfectly comfortable com- comfortable with that. It's a very important and very adult, mature thing to be able to do. Um, like if you're if you're walking in a space where you don't know, you can just pull stuff out of your butt. <laughs> but <laughs> but but the the more mature person says, I don't know. Let me. But I will figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. I can. I know how to get to that that truth. That answer. and I think confident people take critiques and and uh like advice very well as opposed mm-hmm. to the insecure person that might not like if they both don't know a certain situation mm-hmm. and they do something wrong and uh, someone comes up to them and says hey how about you try this the confident person will take that and be like okay cool i'll learn from it next time mm-hmm. and the insecure person would be like oh he has it out for yeah, me they take it personal yeah they take it personal mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh god I, I just just thinking back in my life, oh, when I wasn't, when I was in high school, man, well, as a lot of people did, I had a lot of in, insecurity issues. I had a lot of, I didn't really like, I didn't have a specific like group of people that I fit in with, for probably like a minute in high school. Um, so I really, I really had a lot of uh, insecurity issues, and and I took stuff personally a lot. Anything anybody would say to me, you couldn't tell me nothing. Cause I just knew like, oh, it's just cause you're, you don't like me. That was, that was my biggest thing. People not liking me. I, uh, Ooh, I just dwelled on that so much. Oh, thank God I'm past that now though. But yeah, that was a big deal. See, I have, uh, two stories that I clearly remember from high school, middle school, that, that mm-hmm. era. Well, one was soccer, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of shit from soccer and the biggest one is back when I wasn't as good as I came to be, mm-hmm. every time someone would better than me would say, "Hey, how about you try doing this?" I'd be like, "Oh, well, it just comes natural to you. Screw you! Like, I'm gonna do it on my own." You know that type of thing. And as I grew, I'm like, I, as I became more confident, I slowly started taking those critiques better and actually uh, putting them into practice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made my game jump up even more, you know? Having that confidence initially, taking those critiques, building on them, and gaining more confidence, which it's just like a a uh, compounding effect as you yeah, as yeah. I progressed. Yeah. And the other big one is uh back I mean, shit, I'm still really short. Okay, I'm I'm six foot seven, six foot six. You mean you mean five foot seven? Oh yeah. <laughs> See, there it is again. Honestly. Freudian slip there. Yeah. I'm six seven. Ah, yeah, yeah. The doctors say six six, but you know how it is. Yeah. With See, my shoes it's on, still, I'm six, it's seven. still hit it's still haunting me, you know? <laughs> I'm five six and oh, damn. back when in middle school when I was like freaking five one, mm-hmm. everybody was like, Oh, why are you so short? Come on, Nico, where are you at? And I just get so angry. It's like, Man, it's not my fault that I'm short, it's my dad's fault. Why does he have to put me through this Mm. and as i grew up i became more confident in my height and Mm. uh i think that's really allowed me to excel in all other areas of my life just because i've i've projected that confidence now and it's helped me uh interact with people better you know yeah yeah then that that's that's the good thing about your definition of confidence you you say it as as a comfort in your skin you don't uh, you know you feel like you don't have anything to prove to anybody you know you, you feel like you don't like you don't have anything internal or not not anything but at least at least you don't have many internal things to overcome 
I really feel like uh, confidence is a result of maturity. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you go through that adolescent period and everything's super awkward in middle school, high school, uh, that that's that's where it emerges, you know? Like, I can't think of a single person. Uh, I remember, like, the popular kids. They would, you know, they, they had the, the act, you know, the moniker. But uh, if I ever got to know any of them personally... You know, they were kind of ducking it, you know, like they're bobbing along on the surface. They look like they're having a good time. But underneath the water, their feet are going like mad. Um, it's uh, that's another thing. You know, what, what makes people fake it, fake it till they make it, so to speak. You know, what be- makes people put that like confident face on, but when when they're really not? I, I think know. it's because they're hiding something, whether yeah. it be um, problems in their own life mm. or insecurities and all and and things like that i think that's why they put on the facade it's it's just like uh why do why are comedians a thing because they're joking about things that are really hurting them in their real life you know yeah, yeah. i mean who was it ah shit the person who, who was in jumanji uh kevin hart no no the old jumanji <laughs> the what is it hooked Welcome to the jungle uh hooked yeah, oh, his yeah, daughter's Robin name's Zel- yeah Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. One that, of the best. Ooh, go and ahead, he go was ahead. so and he was so broken, mm. and yet he was one of the one of the probably, in my opinion, one of the better actors of his era. He was so funny. He was so cool. Well, cool as in from what yeah, I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I know, I know, man. Oh, and real, he, real quick to our listeners, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Aladdin. And um, I'm 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 missing one. I'm missing one uh, awesome Robin Williams film. Forget about it. Just Mrs. Doubtfire and Aladdin. Those are two of my favorite by him. But go ahead, sorry. And people are people are wondering why he committed suicide and all that. Oh, it's because he's putting on that facade because there's something. There's a really deep problem that he's trying to run away from or hide from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is for. People in middle school. I mean, why do bullies bully? You know, yeah. probably because they get bully- bullied at home, and they're uh, insecure about themselves, and they want to pick on someone to make them feel bigger and better. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this thing. Um, yeah, I, I was I was watching this uh, video. These two social psychologists were talking about bullying, and um, they they were talking about specifically the way that. What the kids do, bullies do, is they tend to like at first, if they come into a new area, like it's the new, uh, it's the new grade. They have a new whole class of people that they haven't seen before. What they typically do is they kind of feel everybody out. They they put a general net of negativity out around everybody and see how each person responds. And the kids that you know like kind of you know fight back a bit, stand up for themselves a bit, or ignore him, or I said him, but you know everybody's a bully, especially girls. Once. Once they hit those teenage years, it's it's mean girls for <laughs> real. It's mean girls for real. I got a ten year old, um, or sorry, I got a twelve year old uh, cousin, and she's going through it right now. Cause those little little girls, the second, like I swear, the second that they hit puberty, some of them just get evil. But um, but yeah, yeah. Well, they that's what they do. They they put out their little feelers, and they see okay, this kid can stand up for himself. This kid's going to ignore me. I'm not going to get any attention. But this kid, they do exactly what I want. They kind of shy away and they kind of take it. And that's who they target. That's one of the things that I, uh, oh, that's just what's so, uh, m- like pernicious about bullying. 
it often will take a while for the kid who's getting bullied to speak up or something. And if the kid, if the teacher, or whoever is, you know, watching over these kids isn't super village, uh, vigilant, you know, it can take a minute and the kids really suffer, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, let's mm-hmm. talk about that then. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you had any experiences of bu- with bullying? Ooh, yeah, I've, I've had a lot. I really have. Um, let's see. Uh, my first, my first experience with bullying, uh, socially, uh, like outside of, you know, I, th- I think your family, let, let me like first kind of like, uh, put a like bifurcation here. Like there's, 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 you know, joking around, clowning around, roasting people. And then in my family and in a lot of like a lot of households, but particularly black families, it's like a thing. Like, like we, we do it all the time. Like it goes back to, to roasting the dozens and, and uh, to all kinds of stuff, you know, in our in our up, up our family trees. So it's uh, uh, there's like a big thing with like you know just making fun of each other, um, and that's that's something that friends do and, and people who love each other do. That's separate from uh, what I would call bullying. But uh, bullying definitely is. It's, I see this dimension in which you are lacking, and I think you should feel bad about yourself, and I'm not gonna let you forget it. That's what that's what bullying is. Yeah. And even if there ever is a point in which you overcome it, you know, you typically if you, you know, go through elementary school, middle school, high school with a bully, they won't let you forget it. Yeah. So so one of my uh, earlier on, I was like what, like one of uh, two black dudes at, at our at elementary school. Um, so like I got I got kind of like a bit of. I got a bit of not like people not wanting to you know deal with me like mm-hmm. it's kind of like like what it wasn't black people huh? like it wasn't uh, I think there's like gradations to racism I don't I don't I'm not gonna like say like all these little five year old six year old kids or like you know David Duke racist or anything like that but um you know there are a lot of few folks who um, there are a lot of folks who will you know especially if they haven't had experiences yet they will. Um, kind of just shy away. Yeah, from, they'll be from hesitant different, from yeah. different. Yeah. Um. So there was a lot of that. Um. And then this is the worst part. Uh. By the second grade, uh, there were a couple of uh, younger black kids that moved into our neighborhood. And then you know what I got? I was too white. And from then on, literally from the second grade on, it was it just never was like a good thing. You know, it just never was a good thing. And sent, because of the fact I kind of went through all of elementary school and high school with, with those kinds of people. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, that was like the start of me never really fitting in. Yeah. As I went in through to middle school and sports and high school and sports and different cliques, band, whatever, I just never really fit in. That was, that was my thing. Like I, I really feel it kind of stemmed from, from that initial sort of, uh, he's different. Ugh, he's white. <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't know how to put it. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, that like, makes sense. And I kind of just ping-ponged around, really. I never – I got, like, a small solid friend group, but they went to CTC our, after our sophomore year, so I just kind of was adrift for, for a minute, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, that's me, though. What, what about yourself? What about yourself? Okay, so I've – I'm a well-known person. I've been a well-known person ever since I can remember ever – all the way through middle school, mm-hmm. uh, elementary school even, and high school. I mean, I there's a lot of people that know me that I don't really know much of. The Libertini boys. Yeah, I mean, we're very well-known people, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, so I haven't really had any issues with bullying. It's, 
the people that I know mm-hmm. who have gotten bullied, who I've had to stand up for and almost get into a fight with, is mm-hmm. it, I think that's the most important thing with the whole bullying situation. Like again, there's there's teasing and ma- and there's teasing and things like that, which I don't consider bullying because you need a little bit of roughness in your Absolutely, life. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. our generation is getting progressively wimpier and wimpier <laughs> through all these rules yeah, and regulations. The babies keep getting churned out. They yeah, just keep getting wimpier and, wimpier. and so I mean, there's an extent of what I I will take with people, but once it passes that threshold, I'm I'm jumping the gun, mm. and. There was this one time where uh, I won't name any names, but there one of my friends in freshman year who was just uh, these big guys. I think they were sophomore juniors. Yeah. Came up to him and they were just talking some shit to him. Uh, to him, and I was like, "Hey guys, can you can you just back the back the hell up and like just get away from us?" Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, "Oh, what you gonna do about it?" I'm like, "I may be small. You could probably kick my ass, but." You best believe I'm going to beat the shit out of you while you're beating the shit out of me. I might not win, but regardless, we're both going to get expelled. So you uh-huh. better fucking back up. Uh-huh. And he he sensed that, and he was like, all right, all right, chill. Yeah. And yeah. They, they left him alone. And uh, probably a month, a couple months go by. It's towards the end of the school year at this point. And they were getting back on him. It was, I guess, I think it was because it was the last couple of days of school or whatever, and they're just trying to get their shit mm-hmm. and trying to give uh, give people shit. And one guy pushed him. I saw it. I come, I come, not really running, but I come uh, light jogging to him. Yeah, yeah. And I go ahead and push him back. I'm like, if you're gonna fuck with him, you're gonna fuck with me, dude. Yeah, this is how it's gonna be, and man. He yeah. gave me a push, and. I punched him in the stomach, and the uh, teacher stopped us after that. Mm. I didn't get in trouble, but the guy got a detention, and he had to do, like, two days of summer school. I thoroughly appreciate that because I cannot tell you how many interactions I've been in where it's something extremely similar, and the instigator, the person who really is, is starting this all, they're not the one. They're, I, they're not the only ones who get punished. I hate it when – you know how the – all throughout elementary school, mostly middle school and high school, they always told us, don't be a bystander. Don't be a bystander. And I hate it when somebody steps into a fight or something like that. And yes, maybe they get a little physical, but they're trying to like, you know, quash this, you know, not not make this into a full out thing. I hate, hate, hate when they get in trouble, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you clearly threw punches and we, that's against the school and policy. Like, I just on. I just want to I just want to clarify I did not do anything to the guy when I hit him in the stomach. Like he didn't. He was. I don't. He just like winced a bit, and yeah. he was just like, "All right, time to beat the shit out of this kid." I'm like, "Uh oh, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> so I probably would have got the shit kicked oh, out damn. of me if there wasn't a if there wasn't someone there, and uh-huh. and uh, the teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she, that was the reason I didn't get the shit kicked out of me because. <laughs> I would have actually got the shit kicked out of me if she wasn't there. Dang, so. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly appreciate that, by the way. You got to, like I said, you got to have the, there's no other word for it. You got to have the balls to just be able to, to step up to someone and tell them off and say, hey, this is what's going to happen if you cross this line and then mean it. And then when that time comes when they cross that line, you got you to gotta do what you said you were going to do. Yeah, that, that's really important. Um, and, and that earns you respect. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. Um, 
and that's essentially as I went through high school, uh, particularly with you know some of the kids that I played on sports teams with. That's how I started to gain confidence and and get over get, at least graduate from that whole like era of bullying, being bullied by the same same like, group of people. That I I eventually had to set some boundaries. Yeah, okay. that's what you, you have you to do. You got to set the borders of 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 how this relationship is going to go. Otherwise, they're going to set all the borders. And yeah, I think a big thing to avoid being bullied mm-hmm. is just be confident. Again, this circles back to the whole confidence. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, topic that we started earlier. If you are confident, I mean, most likely the bullies aren't gonna aren't gonna mess with you. Uh, I don't want I don't want this whole episode to be focused on bullying, but I am gonna say that just like this one last point on this. Um, that's that's the that's the struggle, you know. It's almost as if um, the part of you that is. It's almost as if uh, the bullies have a point, you know what I mean? That that you are flawed, and you gotta you gotta have some sort of change in your life, and that's that's what I think the hardest one of the hardest things to accept is, mm-hmm. you know, that that you have to. You kind of have to be better, a better version of yourself. Yeah. Not necessarily better along the dimension that the bullies are bullying you, but but uh, at least in my life, the 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 me that let people push me around, the me that let people say whatever they wanted to my face. That's that's a worse me. Now I'm not gonna take it. Now when some kid just comes out of nowhere talking kinds of mess i'm like no you're not gonna talk to me that way you better watch your mouth you're not gonna cuss at me like that that's this ain't how this is gonna be yeah if you're gonna do that you can go over there you know and that, that's that's an important thing to have in your life that's an important skill and that's that's it's a really gain though yeah that's a really good way to end that uh that topic on bullying mm-hmm. so i was actually just we were talking about uh, me going to the gym at 4:30, mm-hmm. and that really sp- that something uh, clicked in my head. It's like, man, where's my motivation? You know, mm. and I think that'd be a, a good last topic for the day is motivation. Like, what is it? Why does it come and go? Is it even a reliable uh, energy source or a driver, a, a reliable mm-hmm. driver for your uh, actions? And what do you think? other uh avenues that you could take instead of using that motivation as opposed to other uh types of drivers okay um so you're talking about like a specific motivation like what is your specific just motivation motivation in, motivation okay. in general okay. yeah I, I hear you i hear you because okay. in my opinion i believe motivation isn't isn't good it's not good. Well, I, not that it's not good, but yeah, yeah, it's unreliable. It's unreliable. It's unreliable. Yes. Okay. I think the better driving force that you should be using is just habit. Habit. Yeah. yeah as opposed yeah. to, um, what's the word? Motivation. Motivation. Jesus I, Christ. I, I think I think I'm kind of grasping what you mean. Let me let me spit it back. Yeah. And see, go see for if, it. If we're on the same page here. Um. Motivation is that thing when you're like kicking yourself in the butt, you know, to do a thing. You're saying I am going to go to the gym. Like that's that's the example you gave. I'm going to go to the gym at 4:30. Jeez, that's a tough thing to do. It's tough to get up. It's tough to get up early enough to be able to be somewhere at 4:30. That that's a tough thing to do. 
Um, you know, it'd be different if you said like, I'm, I'm waking up and I'm going to run. Cause you can just like wake up, throw your clothes on, um, at like 4:25, five minutes later, you can be running at 4:30. You got to like get your butt up out of bed, get your clothes on, physically go to the gym. Yeah. That's what motivation is. Whereas habit is I, I get up and I go to the gym every day at 4:30 or four times a week or whatever at 4:30. That's what you mean habit is. And you don't have to kick yourself in the butt. You don't have to force yourself to do things. It's like going to it, school. Yeah, it's, it's a like ritual. Brushing your teeth. Mhm. It's like going to bed, making your bed, eating your dinner. It's a ritual. It's not a you don't have to force yourself to do it. In fact, if you don't want to do it, you have to force yourself not to. Do yeah, it. exactly. That's what you mean. And you want habit to be that driver of your activity rather than, than the kicking yourself in the butt. Yeah, and uh, I forget. Did you mention that uh, mm. motivation comes and goes? No, I didn't. I did. Yeah, that is I, an important thing. That is the key point in uh, why I would choose habitual. Uh, uh, hib- habits over uh motivation so so like a habitual living versus motivation mm-hmm. living. okay yeah sorry i'm freaking screwing up my words again it's fine man. uh it's been a day i know really <laughs> motivation yeah it's it may be good to start something off in the short term mm-hmm. but you're never going to have that motive you're not going to have that motivation forever mm-hmm. and you need to get to a point where it is so it's like built into your day to where you are like striving to get there, like go to the place you need to do, go to the gym, get up early, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, I'm just going to brute force my way through this and just see what happens. Cause I think that's the, that's the big thing is once you lose that motivation and you're not and you didn't make it a habit. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's, that's where it kills you. That's where you have that relapse effect where you just stop and you go in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. Instead and of running a mile every day, now you're on the couch eating potato chips. Yep. Yeah. And I think that is the very that is the downside for motivation. Okay. Uh, I hear you, and I, I definitely think I I think I I'm getting what you I understand what you're getting at. Like, like if you're going to be the type of person who's in the gym every week or or at the, the same amount of times every week or whatever. Whatever your goal is, if you're the if you're the type of person who has these goals that you regularly meet, you're not gonna get there, or you're not. Hold on, you're not gonna you're not gonna be that person by kicking yourself in the butt every morning. You just gotta be that person, and then once you've been that person, you're gonna be that person. Mm-hmm. How do you get there? That, that's what I'm trying to grasp here. Like, how do you how do you get from point A to point B habitually? I mean, as I imagine it, right now you got the bad habits. Yeah. Right now you're sleeping until. 9 a.m. right now you're by the way i just have to stop myself real quick i just said sleeping into 9 a.m when i was like in high school or probably my freshman year of college too sleeping into 9 a.m was like whoa it's 9 a.m wow why am i up so early (laughs) jesus christ and now i'm a freaking i think i'm an adult now that's what it is i'm like well seven o'clock i'm late oh i better (laughs) better get going it's it's seven o'clock wow (laughs) like what's wrong with me what happened where did where did where did uh sleep till two two p.m. Marcus go? You know. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. But 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 yeah yeah. I have a question for you. How do you get how do you get from point A to point B without motivation? What what, what gets you there? Um, 
I think going back to our previous episode, I think setting goals and achieving just the sl- the littlest goals to pr- slightly progress your way each day. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good um, uh, way to achieve that habituation. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Go, keep going, though. Keep and, going. I mean, you could go as far as just setting a reminder on your phone, like, hey, mm-hmm. you need to you need to go do this. You need to go walk for 15 minutes. You need to go to the gym. Yeah, whatever level you're at. Yeah, yeah and I think the thing that's helped me the most mm-hmm. for that habituation is having an accountability partner, mm-hmm. having someone there that, I check in with like uh, every week or every other week that if I let down, I'm, I'm going to be upset about it. Mm. And I think that pushes me to continue on and into making it a habit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I think those, what were they? Three or four points? Three. Um, those, I think, I think three motivation isn't going to get you there. No, 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 no. The accountability partner. Mm hmm the reminder on your phone mm-hmm. and the goal setting. Yeah. So those, th- I think those three, gotcha, gotcha. if you put those into practice and really, really hunker down on that, I think those will benefit you the most in getting, giving yourself a new habit into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's essentially what my epiphany moment was the habit that you're really getting yourself into it's not a habit of any specific goal. You're in the habit of setting goals, setting plans for achieve those goals, and, and doing it, it yep. and making sure you do it socially. Like mm-hmm. you said, the accountability partner. And once you get into the habit of being that type of person, once you're the type of person that sets goals, plans out how to achieve them, and make sure and does does everything that you can to make sure that you do. It doesn't matter what task you set. It it actually doesn't matter what task you set. I see, and yeah, yeah, that's what the epiphany moment was. That, that's what that aha moment was. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my whole thing was like, well, if, if motivation, you know, if, if you're not going to kick yourself in the butt for 30 days, how are you going to make that a habit, you know? You know, everybody always talks about how, you know, 20, 30 days of doing something, now you're the person who does this. How are you going to get there if you're not grinding, kicking yourself in the butt? But but I, I see what you're saying. Get that get that goal-setting mentality down. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it habitually. Do it every night. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that was a very good way to wrap up that uh, topic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple minutes. I in the last episode because I listened to the last part of it because mm-hmm. we've been having an issue with cutting it off late, like early. Oh, okay. We didn't talk about. Well, uh, it cut off before I could talk about that uh, special little topic at the. Oh, and, Jesus yeah. Christ, we did do that, didn't we? Well, no, it wasn't that. It was the exporting process. It fucked it up, whatever. Oh, oh okay. But okay. Um, I'm going to start writing a book. I've been taking journals and uh, each day and just uh, how my life is as a teenage dad. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a couple-year process, and I'm, I think, probably. Mm-hmm. So... That's what I've been working on. That was my big thing. And uh, Bearded Goats Fall and Winter lineup. <laughs> Fire, dude. I am so excited to buy it. It's Bearded out now. Goat. It's out now. I just haven't had the money yet to buy it. 
So if you if anybody wants any bearded goat clothing, I've been working with them since before this podcast. You can use Nico L15 for 15% off, and uh, they have free shipping on orders of $85 or more. Freaking phenomenal clothing, dude! Like, mm-hmm. I went to our. It's based out of Arkansas. Everything's made in the U.S. Right, right. Super cool, super good quality uh, clothing. Uh, graphics on the T-shirt are really cool. And honestly, if I had a couple more, like couple more, more pairs of shirts, yeah. pants, and shorts, yeah, I I would ditch the rest of my wardrobe because <laughs> I just love. It's I like just, that. Oh yeah, it's. Oh wow. Their clothing is so so good. And oh man, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you already got that partnership set up too. Yeah, and again, if you guys want to check it out, uh, beardedgoat.com. It's mm. a very very simple. URL and just give it a look if you don't want anything you don't have to if you want to buy stuff I got a pretty sweet discount 15 percent let me ask you real quick when when you went out you know to Arkansas was this kind of just when you met the bearded goat folks was it just kind of like happenstance you know was it just serendipity or did you know anybody or did it just kind of fall in your lap yeah it kind of fell in my lap we went to Fayetteville which is where they're based out of yeah and when we when we were just walking around Fayetteville with my uncle, my friends found Bearded Goat and they're like, "Dude, you guys need to come look check this store out." I'm like, <laughs> and we're all like, "Okay, sure." I ended up spending like a hundred ish dollars there, hundred fifty dollars ish, and I was like, "Hey, if you have anything to allow me to get involved with this uh, clothing company, please, please let me know." And I ended up posting a picture on uh, Instagram, tagging them, messaging them every every once in a while, like, "Hey, I'm like seriously into this. Mm. If you have anything, just let me know." And they came back to me with a uh, sponsorship. So, yeah, man, you tenaciously got after them, you know. Yeah, that's... Not, not too bad looking. So they were probably like, <laughs> "Yeah, this guy is is exactly who we want to be and the face of our brand." <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> I'm going up to Arkansas for Thanksgiving. And I'm probably gonna stop by, see what, how is it going, and seeing if uh, they need any help with anything. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha, hopefully gotcha. we can work with, hopefully we can work with them. I might try and work something out with the actual podcast. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. I would absolutely love sponsors. Hell yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be pretty sick. I don't know how we'd work it. We'd have to talk about that a bit more. Yeah, about how we'd work it. But yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea, Neek. And um, I think we have one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, uh, we are going to be starting a, an Instagram mm, for Porch yeah. Talk. So that'll be coming up here in the next probably day. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we had a conversation a little while back about uh, you know what the, what the, what kind of value you know creating individual social media accounts uh, or an individual social media account for for this podcast would be and yeah, we came to the conclusion that we need to do something like that. We could post all kinds of promotional content um thinking of even putting out a little bit of a, a snippet of the video you know in order to you know build hype let people know what we're going to be talking about get them encouraged get them excited for it probably going to post the intro or something like that so uh keep your eyes peeled for that uh, both nico and i will will pop out our, everything about it on our social media when we when we finally do make that uh, come through the pipeline so yeah um any other news? Anything else we should should talk about, man? Uh, not that I know of, man. Just living our lives, you know. Yeah, I'm loving life. Um, I'm loving life. I'm loving this podcast, and I 
I guess that's it, yeah. Um, I've been Marcus. I've been Nico. And this was Porch Talk.